right, this is Jens Bunnell here at Door to Door Con 6, year 6. Yes, the number 6. It's crazy, six, been baby. 6 years. It's crazy. Uh, we're here on the Expand Podcast. I'm here with a wonderful person, an incredible friend, an incredible entrepreneur, incredible just person all together. Nick Nascimento. I was going to introduce Jens. him with his title, but he's do done too dang much. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, dude, I, I'm not going to remember all that. So I don't know how you remember it all. Oh, uh, dude, sometimes us, I forget. Give us the spiel. Give yeah. us your title. Give us what, a little bit of what you've done. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Jens. Excited Absolutely. to be here. It's a, it's a privilege. Uh, yeah, so I was telling you, former uh, CEO of Provent Pest Control, founder that was in Southern Utah. Uh, built that up and sold it. And that's a whole other story. Yeah. How much you sell it for? No, uh, yeah. Right. Um, and then uh, I launched Excel sales training, co-founded that with Brad Harker. Uh, he's a uh, CEO and performance coach. And then uh, former president of sales as of recent, former president of sales of Elite Energy Consulting, Solar. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it, man. Love it. So it's been a journey. I mean, it's been yeah. years in, the, in this space. Um, there's, I don't know, a a better person that that knocks doors like from a soul and a heart to technique and skill thanks man um seriously there's uh there's like you're you're trying to listen to and find the the top of the top like we got them here we got them here on the podcast thanks man well uh, as, as far as skill set i don't know if i'm the best there but uh you know what i lack in skill i make up with work ethic so. absolutely yeah. which i think is a skill in of itself there you go right um so give us a little bit about uh, the industry as a whole, like what you've seen, what you've been through, kind of what you've learned, yeah. uh, and we'll dive in from there. So I've been in it about a decade, if you include the mission experience, it's about okay. 10 years now. Uh, started out in solar. Uh, when, when I first started out, I was at, going to college to be a dentist wow. at BYU-Idaho. And I was like, you know, these guys are going out making 50,000, 20, um, even 20,000 I thought was crazy, right? Yeah. And um, I'm like, I got to give this a shot. Not having to work for someone else, I'm like, this, this looks good. Sounds pretty good. And I wanted to sell something that was exciting. So I was n a no-go on pest control, you know, originally. Yes. And, uh, Shout out to our pest control listeners. <laughs> uh, keep, 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 go, keep at it. Yeah. So back <laughs> at the time, it was uh, what, almost eight years ago. I was one of the first to solar in that time, you know. Um, in California, I was late to the game. But uh, my parents said, Nick, don't do it. It's a scam. You know, mm -hmm. you can come back home to Oregon for the, for the fall break. That was when my off season was at school. Mm -hmm. And you come work here. You can uh, work a construction job making 18 an hour. You'll make, you know, $15,000 guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And I was telling someone this morning at the gym, they were asking me, like, how'd you decide to go out and do what you're doing? And so it was the fear. It's FOMO. One way or another, mm -hmm. whether you don't do something or you do do something, mm -hmm. it's fear that drives both decisions. And mm -hmm. so it's just one fear was greater than the other. The fear of what if I did good, that was mm -hmm. a lot greater than what if I suck? Yeah. <laughs> the fear of having yeah. to live with, like if I tried a job or tried entrepreneurship in my 30s and crushed it, thinking I just wasted a decade because yeah. I didn't try, mm. you know? So Huge. that's what got me into selling, got Huge. me into solar. Uh, my parents, I was humbled how good I did. My parents were very humbled. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> the company bought me a Lexus and uh, I only made 64,000 that first like fall. Yeah. Um, but with how we get paid in solar now, it would have made a third of a million. Wow. And, uh, and it switched to pest control a couple years later. And uh, yeah. 
my parents thought I was crazy because they're like, they're paying you so well, honey. They yeah. bought you a new Lexus. Like <laughs> yeah. you drive a nicer car than <laughs> us. And you're like, <laughs> you were driving like a broken down Geo Prism. Yeah. Which most people don't even know what that is. <laughs> you're trying to tell them I only made 64,000 in the fall. They're like 64,000 in the fall <laughs> yeah. for a year. I'm like, no, no, you guys don't understand. I'm getting like, I'm getting taken <laughs> advantage of. I'm going to go sell bug spray. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Awesome, man. That's that's uh, quite the journey. So then, built your pro, you built your your company, you sold it. We've had a lot of people that have kind of been through that journey. Come on, um, one of my favorite questions has been asking them is like, what what did you learn the most? You know, because that's people's dreams. That's a lot yeah. of times why people get into the space. It's a means to an end, Absolutely. right? And and the character building, all of that, is such a huge plus. Yeah. But why people jump into it is because they see the opportunity to do what you've done. Yeah. So what is it, do you think, like some core principles that you either learned or came in with that really allowed you to do what you've, you've done and accomplished? Yeah. I like that. Good question. So uh, first of all, don't jump into entrepreneurship. Don't start your own company unless you're, you absolutely love what you're going to be doing. Mm. Uh, if you're half on the fence with your passion and the value you're bringing to people, Dude. that's how you know. Don't do that's it. That's so good. Don't that's do it. That's so good. And um, the beauty of guys in this industry is we're basically, we are entrepreneurs, mm. right? We're learning what it's like to work for yourself without all the risk of creating a business model and marketing schemes and, and uh, going through payroll and accounting. And so yeah. that, that step one is enjoy what you're doing, make as much as you can, learn as much as you can. And then when you find the passion and then you can bring the skill set in, go, go all in. So good. And then the second thing is don't be afraid to make the plunge. Do it uh, because the, a lot of people overthink it and want to do it perfect. And yeah. being a perfectionist myself, that was... I saw a lot of these guys uh, that at Aptive, the top VPs, I was in a room with all the top leadership and they're just talking about one day when we start our companies and I'm sitting there thinking, man, like we're all talking about one day doing it. <laughs> yeah. I just need to go do this. Uh, that's <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, and the thing that pushed me over the edge too was uh, I'm a big believer and we'll talk about this some more hopefully of what gets delivered to the customer. That's where my passion is derived from. That's mm -hmm. where I think the greatest ability to sell and influence comes from what is actually being transmitted to the customer and your confidence mm -hmm. behind that. And if I don't have a lot of confidence be behind the product, I'm not gonna sell well, cause I'm yeah. not a fake person. Yeah. So um, I wanted to go out and start my own because I was naive at first selling pest, but then I realized how much opportunity I could have mm. innovated to create a better service. Mm. So, and I did. And mm. uh, I love, love that opportunity. Beautiful. Another thing, a big takeaway um, was, this was the biggest thing is, uh, when I sold my company, I was taking the capital to roll into a tech startup. Mm. First thing I learned was I was trying to do too much, Jens. Mm. I was trying to do way too much. Mm. So I've learned to say no to a lot more opportunities mm. and focus on a one thing. Um, and then uh, the other thing is, if you are going to sell your company, don't walk away from it completely. Like I had a full-fledged asset that could have gone scaled to 5 million, 10 million, 50 million. And uh, I could have walked away with half the company and hired a new CEO. Yeah. So you live and you learn. Yes, so. absolutely. Well, that's a, that's a principle of it and of itself, right? And yeah. I love what you said at the beginning because like if you jump in too soon and be in the entrepreneur world, we're entrepreneurs, if you don't love it, it's not going to last. Yeah. There's a, the one thing that I learned jumping into it all was there's a reason why people don't do this. Yeah. There's a reason why people aren't, aren't entrepreneurs. There's a people why. There's a reason why people are fine with that W4. That's a reason. There's yeah. a reason why they're fine with the nine to five. Yeah. Cause it's scary as crap. It is. And it's hard. And you have to love it. If you don't, you're going to, if whiz. you don't yeah. love it, you're host. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. And I think that that's a beautiful takeaway uh, because that's, 
that's something that I see so much is people jump in way too early. Agreed. But then to your point, then some people jump in way too late yeah. and they need to be doing it sooner. Yeah. Like you said, VPs, you're in these like big group VPs. They haven't done it. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had the resources, they had the time, they had the money. Yeah. It's fear. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So it's just what fear, like I said, what fear drives you? Well, is it the fear of opportunity or the fear of scarcity of mm. if you fail? Mm. You can't be afraid of the failure. Um, that's absolutely, we all know it's essential for success, yet yeah. we ignore it. So, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. We got kind of talked a little bit about uh, this before the podcast, and I thought it was such a really cool point. Um, there is, you know, in any industry, in any area, whether it's religion, family, business, whatever it might be, there's culture that develops, yeah. right? And sometimes we feel like we have to take on that culture, that identity, that label in order to fit in. And we see that a lot. And so we kind of talked about how something that resonates so much with you is you want to destroy that. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us about that. Tell us about what is it that you want to destroy? Yeah. So <laughs> I just to validate your fact of culture. Yeah. Um, I paid $20,000. I donated the money to get around a, a billionaire mentor. And he pounded this down my throat, the mm. culture, culture, culture. Um, and uh, there's a lot of good things in the culture of door to door mm -hmm. and a lot of toxic things. Yeah. And uh, even outside of that, from the outside in, from the world's perspective on salespeople, it has evolved over the last few decades. Yeah. And it's, uh, they are pushy, they're arrogant, they're conceited, they're just a bunch of jocks that are concerned about making a buck. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're in it for themselves, right? Mm. And the reality is there are salespeople like that. And uh, the stereotypical salesperson, I think, is what we look at a used car salesman, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, unfortunately, door-to-door <laughs> -door salesperson has a stigma itself. Yeah. And over my career, I've realized it started with my mission. And that was a time where I donated a lot of my money. And in two years of my life, as you did yourself, go learn a, a, a new language, mm -hmm. go to a country where you don't know what the heck you're doing. <laughs> and you're not making a dime. Years old, yeah, no, 18 years old. Yeah. 19. Yeah. You have no clue what you're doing. And uh, there's no selfish like intent there right. other than learn, grow, and serve people, right? right. Help them overcome addictions, uh, grow closer to family and God. Right. And that, during that experience, I realized what true salesmanship looks like. Mm. And it starts with loving other people. Mm. And uh, that's, not, that's not some phony thing. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. real. Mm -hmm. Where if you can genuinely look at somebody and see the potential they have, see them not as they are, but as they can become. Mm -hmm. And if you're selling pest control, like how, how can you do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> that takes a unique, uh, a unique ability to see that. You've got to understand your product well enough and understand your, your prospect where you can look at them, understand their situation, say, okay, hey, I can see how this would actually benefit your life and then communicate that, right? Mm -hmm. And that ability is what I call selfless selling. It's what I'm writing my book on, as I told you. Beautiful. And uh, I, I think it's the complete opposite of how the world sees salespeople, that stigma, that stereotype of they're selfish, they're pushy, they're all in it for themselves. But really the best salespeople are the ones who focus on the, the person they're helping and talking to and mm. trying to add value and serve them. Mm. And if they can't, if the product's not a fit, it's okay, you walk away, you have an abundant mindset, right? Right, beautiful. That's, and I think that's a fallback that salesmen will go to a lot is like, well, and it's natural, I need to support my family. Yeah. I need to go out and make my money. So that's like what I lead with. And people feel that. Yeah, yeah. So how do you, how do you navigate feeling like I might be living, whether it's a scarcity mindset, whether it's fear, whether, whatever it is, I'm living for myself and my family. I got to provide. You do. How do you then also put somebody else that's not even in your circle? That really, you'll probably never meet again after yeah. you do the whole process, whether it's pest alarms, solar, whatever, windows, 
you'll probably never see them again. Right. So how do you manage that love for somebody and be authentic with them, but also provide for yourself and your family and those that you do care for and so, you are responsible for? Yeah, great point. Because I, I think, I really believe, you know, taking care of your family and yourself is essential. Yeah. Uh, there, it, it's, for example, in a, in a family, like if I were to just focus on only my family and not take care of my own personal goals and my own finances, and I'm, I become broke and I yeah. don't take care of my health, yeah. I'm not going to be able to show up as a father, right? Um, and so I think uh, that's kind of the same principle where you got to show up for other people. And before you receive anything, you have to give. I'm mm. a big believer. So that's a principle, right? And uh, so if you can just, you have to provide, but if you can just obsess on providing value and not about making money, there's mm. good, better, best. If you're, that's good to focus on the family and I need to provide and be, you, you can make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But what's sustainable, you will not be happy if that is the core focus. Mm -hmm. You will not be happy and it won't mm -hmm. be sustainable. Yeah. Um, so it's good. But to b take it to the other level is consistently striving to look at somebody with empathy and love. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and see how your product mm -hmm. can benefit. And if your product can't, you should probably think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, if, and if it's <laughs> not there, else, yeah. you need to switch industries. There's something else. And so this is where I see a lot of people go wrong is they look at someone that has had a lot of success as an entrepreneur or especially sales yeah. and say, I want to get into that, right? Because that money's great. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's okay, right? But it's okay to get them intrigued that way. Yeah. But that desire has to transition to, it's not about that, man. It's about what are the, what's the value you're creating mm -hmm. that has to come before anything else. Mm. That's, a, that's a beautiful point because I, I, I liken it on to like a, a shooting star. Right? You have some people that come and they have so much fire, they see the potential and they burn super bright. Yep. But if there's not that true purpose, the true buy-in, that yeah. true desire to help somebody else, as fast as it was bright, it'll go dark just as quick. Yep. Right. And we see that in the evolution. So I truly believe this is a skill. I truly, truly believe it's easier to follow other people's paths, other people's personalities, other people's culture than it is stick true to your own. Yeah. And I think it's a skill. So how do you feel like you've been able to develop that yeah. through, through the culture, through mm -hmm. kind of seeing how other people do it. And again, we talk about culture, a lot of times it has a negative connotation, but there's so, so many beautiful things. So yeah. how, do you, how have you navigated that? How have you been able to build this skill of selling selflessly? Yeah, great question. So my business coach, Brad Harker, who's now my business partner, uh, gave me this uh, training on, on what really helped me develop the skill. And it was stop, like if you find yourself in a rut mm -hmm. and you're struggling, or you feel like you're just being like that nasty, yucky salesperson, right? Yeah. That happens to anybody at any time. You'll yeah. get somebody that just talks down to you and you just feel like crap, right? Yeah. Um, for me, I, I go to the next person, the next door or next call I make, and I don't try to sell anything. It's just, let me provide value. Let me just talk to you as a human, right? Mm. And let me have a human interaction. And doing that skill, practicing that really helped me improve on that. Mm. Another thing is um, just setting up. I, I like routines. I'm a very routine uh, fiend, I guess you could say. Yeah. And uh, I think establishing your own core values. Like every company has to have core values to attract the right people in a company, mm. attract good people. What are your, what's your own personal mission statement, right? What are your own personal core values? And I think just making sure you align with those and reflecting on those consistently. Mm. Like what, why are you doing what you're doing, right? Mm. Um, yeah, you got to make money. You got to provide, you got to provide a home, you got to pay bills, you got to have food on the table, a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. But 
what what value are you creating for the people? Mm. So mm. just just thinking about that. The more yeah. you can think about others yeah. and not about yourself, the irony is the better you're going to do for yourself too. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and the happier you'll be. And the I, happier you'll be. Absolutely. I uh, as you're talking about that, we have a personal relationship out of our professional relationship, yeah. right? And um, something that I I respect more than others, and I'm like, and I have to be careful not to cry because. Nick has been through a lot. Yeah. Nick has been through a lot. And he stayed authentic through the whole process. He stayed true to himself. He shows up for the people that he needs to. He shows up for himself. And he's there. He's present. And so anybody that's listening, you know, you look at Nick, successful, good-looking dude. He's, he's smart, well-spoken. And I think, well, he, he got there because of all those factors. Mm. You never know what people are battling and people are dealing with. And Amen. the battles that you have fought have been some of the hardest that you could ever battle. Yeah. So if you, as you battled these battles and you fought these fought fights, what is it you fall back on? What is it that keeps you as solid as you are? Yeah. Um, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rely on myself, man. Um, it really is God. Mm. There's, there's no hiding it. Mm. I can't be ashamed of that. There's times where I didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. I had nobody, mm -hmm. but he showed up. Beautiful. And he shows up through other people. Mm. I love that. Cause that's, you know, whatever your higher power is. Yeah. God, whatever Allah, you call it. There's something for you. Yeah. Nature, human, human, yes. mankind, love to have something bigger than yourself. Yeah. And that, I think if you could underline it, like put Nick in like a definition, it's like bigger than himself, right? And that's, that's I'm, I'm hyping you up so much, like, but it's true. No, and I, I, no I, I feel it so, so deeply. And I think what's so rare and why I'm focusing on this so much is because people in this industry, yes, it's a, it, it, there's a beautiful parts of this culture and yeah, there's toxic absolutely. parts. Absolutely. The more you lean into authenticity, the more you lean into these battles that are real, yeah. the more you start to, to find yourself. Correct and find you. And it's hard. It's uncomfortable. And honestly, I, a lot of the times, Jens, I didn't have the balls to do it. Mm. I was just forced to, to mm. be in those situations. Yeah. You know, um, there's, there's opportunities where you can humble yourself and learn, uh, or you're just going to be humbled by life. Yeah. <laughs> and, totally. uh, but the, the opportunity in the glass half full is always the choice that you have. What, it, what do I need to learn from this? Mm. How is this going to expedite my growth as a human being? Mm. Right. The thing I, I, a lot of people that know me know I'm very obsessive and I'm a big advocate of personal development. Yeah. And I love it because everything I learn and do physically with my own body that I become a stronger athlete, uh, as I become a, a, a better person mentally mm -hmm. uh, and emotionally, mm -hmm. it, it's, it makes me more attractive in every way, not right. just physically, but in, in business. Right. Uh, with my relationships, relationship capital is more important than anything to me. Yeah. And, uh, so I feel like everything we learn and do, it, it compounds. Mm. And so that comes with failures, that comes with trials and, and hard things. Uh, you know, don't throw the pity party. And if you do, get out of it fast, do it for a time, and then <laughs> yeah. get out and realize, yeah, yeah. hey, this is a thing that God's probably thrown at you to help you grow and learn and become a better person. So yeah. he's preparing you for bigger and better things because you might not be ready. You might not be ready in your current state, right? Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's like, Hey, if God's going to give me an opportunity to run a $10 million company, he might think it might get to my head too much. And he's probably right. Let's humble <laughs> this kid, you know. <laughs> and then get there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. With that human. Awesome. If you could give 
we'll go professional and personal in that order. Just as we kind of wrap this up, one thing that you wish you knew mm. or one thing that you feel like is so strong and heavy on your heart when you start to talk to people wanting to be successful, start a business or just really get in it and perfect their craft from a business perspective, what would be like your number one principle? Nick's number one word of wisdom for, for everybody mm -hmm. out there. It's hard to boil it down to one. Um, I can get it pretty close to, to one thing where it's, I always go back to Jim Collins' hedgehog concept of good to great. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the, these three principles of, there's alignment, uh, it's a Venn diagram where mm -hmm. in the middle is your hedgehog. It's what are you the, uh, and it's a mix of what are you the best in the world at? So what's your really, like your God-given superpower, your skill set? Um, what, what are you passionate about? And then what makes money, right? Like mm -hmm. if, it, if you're passionate about selling newspaper ads and uh, you're really good at it, <laughs> yeah. it's not an economically good <laughs> yeah. opportunity, right? So, yeah. but if you can get in the middle of those three things, skill, mm -hmm. passion, and opportunity, mm -hmm. uh, you're gonna be a force for good. And so um, it's a very broad thing, but if somebody can focus, not just the business, that's what makes, that's as what has made some of the greatest businesses. Mm -hmm. Jim studied these top businesses Mm. Uh, Starbucks uh, and tons of them like that. Mm -hmm. How do they explode? Yeah, and it was that was one of the core things. So align not just aligning business, but aligning yourself with mm. that. Right, I love it. Skill, passion, opportunity. Correct. I love that. Cool. Same question, personally. Yeah. What is it? Core principle, heavy in your heart that you wish that the the listeners to this either knew, felt, or learned. Focus on your character. Mm. more than anything work hard on yourself than you do on your job mm. beautiful that's it simple sweet yeah. perfect well it's been a pleasure man it always i'm always enlightened i'm always lifted uh please uh how can our how can our people reach out to you how can these listeners if they have questions yeah if they you know they want your jacket because it's really cool <laughs> lululemon <laughs> <laughs> how do they find you uh hit me up on instagram you know, follow me on there or TikTok, whatever you want, YouTube, we're everywhere now. Uh, yeah. Okay. We've got a free sales training course for anyone that wants it. So it used to be a thousand bucks. So there it is. add value, take advantage. I don't know how long it's going to last. Give so. and get, man. That's awesome. Exactly. Appreciate you. Thanks, you Nick. Thanks, Jens. Appreciate it.